following program may contain coarse language, suggested dialogue, and discussion of violent imagery and sexual situations. It is intended for mature listeners who can tell the difference between facts and opinions. Welcome to another episode of the Toonami Faithful Podcast. I am your host, Sketch, and with me, I have... Paul Pascro, the founder of ToonamiFaithful.com. And... ASM Rodrell Maddox. And this week, we have a guest. Hey, what up? It's Rhyme Style. Uh, I make YouTube videos and do a bunch of yelling and just yelling to myself and pissing off my neighbors. It's usually what I do. Yeah, nothing like pissing the neighbors off. <laughs> <laughs> I surprisingly have never gotten a complaint, and I'm a pretty loud individual because I have like a super loud voice, and I, I have never got a complaint yet, and I'm kind of surprised. <laughs> yeah, all I gotta say is, by the time I'm done, the neighbors need a cigarette, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Darrell, I believe you have a nickname for our guest. Yeah, not, he's no longer rhyme style people. He is now D Rhyme. <laughs> I will take that. <laughs> And D. Ryan yes, is will. here because we're going to talk about Hunter Hunter because the Hunter exam arc is come to a close. Sort of, kind of, a little bit. There might be a little something more. Yeah, I'm not going to spoil it. But <laughs> we're going to talk about the Hunter exam arc of Hunter Hunter, how we feel about the show so far. And as he's a big fan of Hunter Hunter, made some pretty neat videos regarding Hunter Hunter, we decided to have him on. It was Paul's idea. <laughs> you can blame him if it turns out bad but if it oh, turns out great it. then it was totally my idea yeah fuck you <laughs> <laughs> hey i'm always down for hunter hunter talk i feel like when it comes out because like when i grew up back in like the original toonami days it was all about dragon ball z and then nowadays like hunter hunter a lot of people know about it but not everybody has seen it and if you've seen it you love it and if you don't love it it's because you haven't seen it yet so any chance i get a chance to talk about and nerd out over it i'm down Right on. We'll get to that a little bit later. We also have quite a bit of news that just cropped up this week. That just got dropped right in front of us. Yeah, it's like, oh, a Facebook post. Oh, another Facebook post. Oh, another Facebook post. Okay. It's, oh, it's like, all right, all right, all right. All right, Jason, we know. We get it. Okay, you have enough news to drop to us. Could, Stop. Could, couldn't have trickled some of that down a little bit slower. I don't know. <laughs> All right. We still haven't gotten what's going to play at 3 a.m. on October 15th. So, the Blue Girl. Uh, uh, well, it's probably One Punch Man. Probably, but we don't know that for sure yet. So, take it as a rumor until it's truth. That's the way I say it. Well, speaking of One Punch Man, you know how we start the show. It's time for our One Punch Man recap. One Punch Man, Episode 10, Unparalleled Peril. The ancient king of the Terror Lizard clan, who is pretty much Godzilla, appears and 
Tornado, Tatsumaki, is sent to deal with him. And they have a little bit of banter. And he's like, the only thing that's going to destroy me is a meteor. And she's like, fine, I'll get a meteor. And she does. Uh, meanwhile, at Bang's dojo, Bang is telling Saitama and Genos. Uh, he's trying to show them some moves. But Saitama's not really interested. However, somebody from the association comes over looking for heroes and invites Bang and Saitama and Genos to headquarters so that they can hear about a looming threat. At the association, Saitama meets Atomic Samurai, an arrogant S-Class hero, among others, Puri Puri Prisoner, Metal Bat, Tank Top Master, Flashy Flash, Watchdog Man, Super Alloy Black Luster, Pig God, <laughs> Drive Knight, Zombie Man, King, and Child Emperor. And Tornado, Tatsumaki, who bumps into Saitama in that scene that everybody loves, where those two clearly don't get along. Sitch, the member of the association, tells him that even though they're all class S, except Saitama, and they have incredible skill, they may not be able to handle this threat, and they're welcome to leave if they if they don't think they can handle it. And he tells them that Madam Shibabua, uh, who Saitama has no idea who that is, <laughs> and asks Puri Puri Prisoner, she died after agitating on a cough pill because of a coughing fit while predicting the future. What a way to go. <laughs> yeah, with something down her throat. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! Saw that coming. <laughs> and everybody thought that she died because of the premonition being just too much for her. It was like, no, no she died choking on a cough drop. <laughs> That's what they tell you. <laughs> <laughs> he mentions that Shibaba's predictions have always been 100% accurate, be it monster attacks or natural disasters. And she left a dying message that is pretty vague. The Earth is in trouble. This alarms the heroes as they find out that this could mean anything between right now to six months from now. Which Saitama points out, well, that could mean it be happening like today or tomorrow. <laughs> and everybody's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, but... Just as they're having this conversation, the HQ is attacked by some Tengu-like creatures who are quickly slain by Helizanglad? I, I can't pronounce that name. A member of the Dark Matter Thieves. An alien spacecraft then proceeds to destroy City A, causing a large number of casualties. Mezelgald, we'll go with that, says Mezelgald is about to kill some civilians. One of the disciples of Atomic Samurai arrives to engage him in battle. Saitama encounters the alien ship and dodges some projectiles that are thrown at him. Meanwhile, why is this guy's name so hard to pronounce? <laughs> it's Melzagald. Melzagald. Melzagald proves to be a challenge for the disciple and causes him to lose his left arm before Atomic Samurai intervenes and says, Hey, quit bleeding. <laughs> what a what a great master. Uh, this alien, however, regenerates as the hero's attacks seem to do very little damage to him. Then other heroes, Metal Bat, Bang, and Puri Puri Prisoner arrive 
Puri Puri Prisoner enters his angel style, which is something I'm sure everybody wanted to see again. And elsewhere, the other S-Class heroes discuss how to bring down the ship. As they offer differing views, Genos notes that Saitama has already entered the ship and slain a large number of the aliens. He comments that there is no evil that Saitama is unable to defeat. Saitama encounters Groribas, like a plant alien, and manages to destroy him in, you guessed it, one punch. So Saitama continues to destroy the ship and anybody he bumps into, wondering where the boss is. And at the end of the episode, Boros, the leader of this alien group, is seen on his throne. Saitama just gonna Leroy Jenkins it up in here. <laughs> I just love how, like, Genos is like, Master, we gotta... Oh, there's a hole in the ceiling. <laughs> He's already gone, like, up on top of the roof, like... And they just got done talking about how fortified this building is and Saitama just right out of it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah, and Tornado wants to go up and deal with the aliens, like, all by herself. And Geno's just like, no, I will go with you. <laughs> and this one particular alien, which I cannot pronounce his name for the life of me, uh, he has, like, uh, multiplying and shape-shifting ability... And regenerative ability, so he's he's pretty tough. Not really sure how he's gonna how how they're gonna take that guy down, but you know they'll figure it out. I'm sure. The good guys always win, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, you hope. <laughs> nah, dude, I, I just couldn't do nothing but laugh at um, Black Luster Alloy Man. It's like he'll kill you. Don't get him mad. Like seriously, dude. That's what you're gonna say about everybody. <laughs> Like, dude, no, no. I don't care how people get mad at me and they think they're going to kill me. I might kill them first just for making me mad. <laughs> I think what I find the, the funniest of this episode was all the heroes are fighting this one bad guy on the ground. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Half of them, I would say. And <laughs> the, meanwhile, like, Saitama's just, like, destroying the ship. Like, la, 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 punch. La, 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 punch. La, la, la. <laughs> it's like, okay, why, why do we need these other people? Well. They're comic relief, man. <laughs> they gotta handle the well, ground least... situation. Saitama didn't kill that guy before he left. <laughs> right? But Saitama's getting to the root of the problem, you know, as he should. Yes. It's always funny how he doesn't take anything seriously either, because it's all like he, he just kind of goes to flow, yeah. just chilling autopilot, whereas everybody else is all serious about it. Lives are getting destroyed, cities are getting blown up, and he's just over here having like a nice little Sunday afternoon drive going through that <laughs> ship. <laughs> nah, he tripping. No, but seriously, or, wait, no, wait, I wait, wait, like, wait, wait, wait. The favorite, my favorite line of this whole episode. Hey, can I get some tea? Yeah, exactly. Man, I was like, where? And everybody's here, like, coming in with a- what? <laughs> They're like, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're a B-class hero. Shut the hell up. You can't have any tea. <laughs> but they bring him some nah, tea. Dude, they should have had, seriously, Kermit the Frog should have came in there with some tea for him, man. Or they had somebody <laughs> like Kermit the Frog. <laughs> that would have been epic. But Kermit the Frog's on Hunter Hunter. Mm, here's your tea, sir. <laughs> <laughs> but that's none of my business. That's none of your business. <laughs> <laughs> I think you made it your business. <laughs> that's right. 
Oh, oh God. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Tom is so nonchalant about that. But you gotta love Watchdog Man being like, somebody farted. <laughs> <laughs> that was the only line he had in the whole thing. Like, oh, Lord. And I love how, like, Saitama's in there, and every one of those S-Class heroes is going, what the hell are you doing here? <laughs> You're not even in this class. <laughs> well, we brought him along, so deal with it. Uh, well, you know, the thing, if you think about it now, you got a Class B and a S, an S-Class heroes, guess what? BS, man. They just BS. Think about it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> Very good, very good. So, so before we get to the talkbacks, Rhyme Style, what do you think of this series? I'm, it sounds like you've seen a lot of One Punch Man. Oh, I love it. I'm a huge fan of the series. Um, obviously, waiting for season two, which, by the way, officially, finally, surprise, surprise, got announced uh, with no release date, which wasn't really big news. We all knew it was coming, but I, I'm definitely a fan of it. However, I do want to kind of toss out there, because this is kind of what everybody is, talk, is talking about right now, is Mob Psycho. I got to say I like it better. Well, mm-hmm. Mob Psycho is like uh, Mob Psycho is like One Punch Man, but with a better story and better writing. So I got to go with that show. But so overall, One Punch Man is, is super high, highly enjoyable. Hmm. Mm. We're gonna have to check this series out. Yeah. You haven't seen what, Mob Psycho? I have no. He very rarely watches shows Actually, in Japanese. Yeah, it's. It, it, <laughs> I believe it just finished uh, the season finale. And it's it's got the same feel. It's, it's the same artist. So the the main character Mob looks exactly like like Saitama. Like same same character, just has hair. Uh, in fact, I'll send you a picture of him right now so you can actually laugh at it because it's literally the same character. But the story is a lot better. It's a lot better. Has anybody has anybody picked that up over here? Yeah, Crunchyroll. It's one of the shows that Funimation is going to dub for. Them. Oh well, there you go. Maybe it's going to come to Toonami then. There you go. See, look at that. Literally, it's it's Saitama with hair. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Young Saitama oh, yes. with hair. No, no, no. You're right. I did see. I, I've seen commercials for this. Yes, you're yep. right. Um, yeah, it was playing in the movie theater like yeah. five times in like one hour. <laughs> on yeah. hour. Now, I will mention that it's it's got a similar feel to Mob, to uh, uh, One Punch Man in terms of like the character super powerful. But after you get, I believe, to like episode four, it shows the difference between both series. Mm. Uh, it's very enjoyable. It's very enjoyable. And animation is amazing. So if there's something you want to check out that you're just trying to find what else to watch, Mob Psycho is 100% uh, top of my list. Good recommendation. Yes. Good looking out. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, we are ramping up to the end of the first season of One Punch Man. Sad, I know. But... Now we know a second season's coming. We don't know when, so this is freaking Attack on Titan Season 2 all over again, then. <laughs> right. <laughs> Let's not talk about that. Um... <laughs> Only this, I think, will actually come out next year, maybe. You know, it, it would be it would be pretty good to see like Funimation throw this on there, freshly dubbed first onto Toonami. Maybe that's what the big things that Toonami's working on. Who knows? I wouldn't be surprised, honestly. Mob Psycho is huge right now. So, we'll have to see. We will indeed. So, Talkbacks. Rob Barracuda writes in, Man, I don't know what you're all talking about. This Independence Day sequel is fucking great. (laughs) 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 100 points to Rob for that one. Yep. 
Major points there. Hey, actually, this was better than Independence Day too. <laughs> that was. Oh, shots fired! Shots fired. Happy Kuro Kitty writes in. Hey, look, it's Rhydon's next evolution. Obligatory Pokemon Go joke. <laughs> God. I do believe that is regarding the King Lizard, which is obviously supposed to be God. Godzilla. <laughs> a talking Godzilla, but a Godzilla nonetheless. Toonami Gamer writes in, Edward Elric became the truth beyond the gate. So that's referring to that alien whose name I can't pronounce. Uh, that is voiced by Vic Vignana, yes. Maybe? <laughs> Maybe that is supposed to be a reference? I <laughs> I don't know. Likewise, Sam Regal, who voiced Little Slugger in Paranoia Agent, is Metal Bat, the punk-looking guy with a bat. Right. Uh, maybe. <laughs> maybe that is also a reference. I don't know. That That's probably more likely a reference than Vic being that particular alien, but uh, <laughs> none of us know but the casting director. <laughs> Meister Mitch writes in, I'm sure all of us are asking the same question after watching this episode of One Punch Man. Does Watchdog Man lick himself? I don't know, dude. He seems like he's kind of talented, man. So it's possible. Yeah. Pretty sure it's he a costume, does. though. Hey, I would dude. hope so. <laughs> and Jason, Jafus and Craig writes in, sees his people's arm been ripped off. Stop bleeding! Great pep talk, Sensei. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't just say put a tampon on it. Oh. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Darrell. Huh? Yeah, you know what. What? And Black I mean, his Zero. arm was obviously having a period. No. <laughs> Look, okay, he wasn't a black samurai. A black samurai would do that, okay? Oh, wait, I'm talking about Afro Samurai that's done by Samuel Jackson. <laughs> Go to the corner. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This is the reason for this crime. The last talkback, Zero writes in, One Punch Man is not very good at all when it comes to minorities and eccentricities, even though Tornado is great. <laughs> yes, I did not find anything endearing about... Um... You know, super alloy black luster, how you want to call it, dude, looking kind of like a super alloy a black train. luster and golden ball. <laughs> yeah, I gotta I got ask. Oh. I'm about to put everybody on the spot here. If you got a superhero name, what would it be? Ooh. You need to channel your inner One Punch Man ridiculousness for this. I'll let you think about it Cap too if, if you take some time. Cap dude, that's easy, man. Captain Crane. Oh, God. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> I don't know what is wrong with you. What the fuck is wrong with you? Well, I think I already received my superhero name at some point from Duelist, maybe. Sketchmaster Supreme. <laughs> oh, man. Which also sounds like something you could order at Taco Bell. Yes. <laughs> Dude, the Sketch we... Master Supreme will have you on the toilet for at least a week. You know <laughs> it. That's why they call it the Taco Cleanse. 
All right, Paul. What's it going to be? Don't... I have no idea. <laughs> After he said Captain Crane, I was done. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about it's it. It's the Legion of Toonami Faithful. Captain Crane. Sketchmaster Supreme. Jim, the voiceover guy. <laughs> and Paul. Yep, that's it. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. All right. Enough funsies. It's time to get serious. We got a Gundam recap. <laughs> yeah, baby. So take it away, Mr. Durrell, for the Gundam Iron-Blooded Orphans recap. I'm Blooded Orphans, episode 15, Shrimp on the Footprints. Okay, Tegan is invited to one of the homes of the cotton workers where they have living accommodations that are really different from what they are and used to seeing on Mars. Basically, they're in the slums, folks. Even in space, they're ghettos, man. You know, <laughs> Tupac did ask that one question. I wonder if heaven got a ghetto. In space, they do have ghettos, Pac. Rest in peace, bro. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait, then, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let me pause this recap for a minute. I'm kind of starting to like Sober Durrell a little bit more. <laughs> I'm sorry, but this is hilarious. All right. As a protest, wait, 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 I'm, I'm not done. Wait, can we have some more Sober Durrell on the podcast, please? Up yours. <laughs> All right. This is a treat tonight. <laughs> You know, just for that, man, I got like half of mine to go in there and drink half of that bottle of freaking Cavassier that I got. And then Paul fell silent. No, just continue. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the protest movement heads up increasingly dissatisfied workers, gradually intensified as Gallahorn waits to retaliate with brutal force. Look here, no lie, man. If I could go up in arms about how pissed off I get off at work, dealing with the people that I do, not getting paid enough, I would be just like these dudes right now. I would be ready to go eight shit on somebody. So, I actually feel like they're in the right, man. Librarians are people too, okay? We are. <laughs> Meanwhile, Biscuit reunites with his elder brother, Severin, who tipped off some Gallahorn soldiers. Biscuit and Atra are taken captive, and Atra is mistaken for Cadillia. As Atra is being beaten by being 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 by her interrogators, I'm serious. I hadn't seen no woman take hits like this since I, you know, Tina was married to Ike Turner, man. Doing some serious hits, man, and she was taking it like a G on top of that. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I had dude. I ain't never. She took more shots to the face than Jenna Jameson in a porn, dude. Damn, too soon. Darrell. <laughs> you're you're ruining Atra's shining moment here. Yeah, I know. Jesus Christ. Like Atra takes a punch better than most of the protagonists in Gundam. <laughs> oh yeah, man, that lady can take a punch, man. She was no seriously though. Props, man. I'm, I mean, tiny little wonder, man. Little magic. She was taking that being like a pro. You know, hey. If I want to be in a fight with somebody, man, somebody got my back. Look here, Atra. Yeah, fuck the rest, Atra. 
I'm down, man. I know you can take a punch. So we got a little time to survive. Mikazuki, Oregon, and the rest are taking a race to rescue to rescue them. They succeed in escaping with Biscuit and Atras. Severin pleads with them not to go. Sorry, dude. We can't say it like that. You just sold your brother out to Gallahorn. You know, some big brother you are. And while this transpires, Cavillia and Fumitan meet a masked man who reveals the true motives of the ones back in Tekanon's trip to Dort colonies. And Fumitan flees the scene as her inner turmoil reaches to a boiling point. Yeah, go away and flee, because you know you need to sold your boss out. Yeah, nothing like a Benedict Arnold. Even in space, we have Benedict Arnold, folks. And that is the end of the Gundam Iron-Blooded recap. All right. I, I don't know about you sometimes, Drew. <laughs> Shut up. You said you wanted sober to rail. This is what happens. Drunk well, to rail probably. It was good until you started using the porn reference. Then then, then we had to kind of, you know, we got to kind dude, of. I just said, dude, right. I said she just took more shots in the face than Jenna Jameson, man. Oh, God. Would you rather I say she had a hunter? <laughs> Isn't that the same? I don't even know, man. <laughs> All right, so. At this point in the story, we're reaching the boiling point with this conflict. Uh, no doubt this will uh, come boiling over in the next episode. So we will see what happens. Uh, it seems that Gallerhorn is setting this all up so that they can look like the good guys. Or at least not look like they're in the wrong. Bunch of scumbags. <laughs> Dude, to be honest with you, man, right now, I hate to say it, man, but IBO really looks kind of like the way the presidential, you know, debates have been going, man. Everybody trying to be in the right and setting up everybody. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Think about it. You know that. Yeah, you know I don't know about that. I don't know about that. It's, it doesn't have anything to do with an evil guy that takes over businesses and tries to destroy people. Oh, no, dude. I'm just waiting for Dio to come up in the stage and say it was him. <laughs> <laughs> it was me, Dio. Well, we don't know who the masked man is, right? No, we don't. <laughs> you totally know. The Phantom of the... He can be the Phantom. Of... He's the Phantom of the Gundam. The Phantom of the Gundam. Well, I'll tell you who he's not. Shar Asnable. Dude, we can't never make that comparison. Shar. <laughs> he's not even Zex Marquis, man. <laughs> Dang, man, did you have the or Milliard of Peacecraft? Yeah, Milliard of Peacecraft. <laughs> well, I guess we'll go ahead and get to the very few talkbacks. Dragon Knight there writes in, that masked man is back, and he found Kudelia and Fumitan. Crap. <laughs> yes, one can only wonder what what he is plotting. What do you mean Masked Man came back? Are you thinking of a different Masked Man? I'm pretty sure this is the first time this guy showed up. Who is this Masked Man? <laughs> is it Henry, the janitor? Oh, Rosemary, dear. the telephone operator? Uh, Hong Kong fooey. <laughs> Tsunami Gamer writes in, Biscuit found his new family, Severin, and it's Tekadin. True. So, you might think that they broke the naming convention with Saverin, but it's actually a very fancy pastry. Yes. Most people don't know that. Yeah. And apparently, uh, internet personality Kerbifer voices Saverin in the dub. 
<clears throat> Chris Neal, I see. Thank and now you know. Right. Yes. And no now you know. Around. If you don't know who various characters are voiced by, just follow Toonami Gamer's tweets. <laughs> Almost always mentions. <clears throat> oh, yes. And along those lines, uh, Lore Terminal made sure to point out that Boros, the big bad alien the head of that gigantic ship is voiced by somebody who was in Skullgirls. But he seems to be relatively new. And that's an interesting choice. I think he's got a really good, deep, bad guy voice. I like it. More talkbacks. <laughs> was I? Oh, yeah. That's it. Ah, <clears throat> uh, yeah. Not going to read this whole thing. <laughs> No, we no no. Seriously, that ain't getting read. That that doesn't get read at all now. No, seriously. I'm gonna read part I'm of it. Say, I'm gonna read part of it. Rob Barracuda wrote in, "Bra, you snitch on your brother. You're the kind of guy that Riley Freeman would call a something 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 something." <laughs> if you've watched the Boondocks, you know. All right, and Benjamin Pajon writes in, Space Civil War is the best kind of Civil War, because lasers. <laughs> pew, 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 pew. Well, to paraphrase Steven Universe's father, Greg Universe, <laughs> there's no such thing as a good war, kid. No, oh, there's no such thing as a great war. Mm-mm. Unless it's porn war. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I don't even know where that came from. Yeah, neither do I. <laughs> But I digress. Don't worry about it. I won't. Yeah, neither will I. Neither will I. You're right, you won't. Neither will. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Well, moving on to this week on Toonami. This past week of Toonami, they did a nice tribute to Clay Martin Croker, voice of Moltar and Zorak, but Moltar in Toonami. It was nice. It was... uh. Moltar sent a message that Sarah read to Tom. It was uh, snarky, giving Tom a hard time, and Tom gave him a nice send off. It was a it was a very nice tribute. May your ovens stay lit. Mm. Yeah, we do have a few talkbacks regarding that. M. Cole Morgan writes in. Never. Ever ashamed to admit that the level of inspiration that Toonami has had on my life. Toonami Gamer writes in, Fare thee well. May your oven stay lit. Rest in peace. See Martin Croker. Time for Mozart, man. Oh boy, I didn't check if there were any emails sent in about that. <laughs> I suppose I should probably do that real quick. Shh, don't tell anybody, man. No. I don't know. It's probably just gonna no, be a we can we can read them next mail. episode. We can read them next episode. If there are any. Alright. Ah, moving on to the regular nice programming. <clears throat> Tsunami Gamer regarding Mr. Satan's entourage. It's the Ginyu Force from Earth. 
<laughs> Pretty much. And Rob Barracuda writes in, <laughs> What the shit, Mr. Satan? I needed those towels for my roofing project. <laughs> what a you waste. You got them no more. What a waste. <clears throat> and Benjamin Pajon writes in, Did I just hear right? Did he say Pokemans? Yes, I, I do believe he did. He also said, I'm glad I remembered to set the DVR. Two things that did not exist when Dragon Ball Z was originally made. No. <laughs> I know. That would have been really nice, actually. I know, right? Oh, I would have loved to have DVR back in the old Toonami days. It been freaking great. Let's go back in time and make it happen. <laughs> well, that's what VHS tapes were for. <laughs> Let's not talk about that. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure Andy Toonami got plenty of those. Ain't that right, yeah. And Caboose and Duelist <laughs> and Tsunami Digital Arsenal. <laughs> and Spencer's Weaver writes in probably what we're all thinking. And you thought there were too many Pokemon jokes from the Tsunami talkbacks. Now the shows are doing him too. Nothing, nothing for that? Well, that was pretty funny. Nope. Nope. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> my apologies Spencer Sweeper these guys are jerks I thought it was funny no I'm just an asshole with a heart of gold no Darrell just hasn't been drinking shut up Paul <laughs> Happy Kuro Kitty writes in from Gundam IBO it's a smooth segue to the next crappy sibling of the night in Hunter Hunter yep it was yeah. a night of bad older brothers <laughs> All we needed was an Itachi moment, right? <laughs> uh, but no Itachi moments. Instead, we got more background on Jiraiya's history, which I found rather interesting. Of course. Yes, I found an episode of Shippuden interesting. Shock! <laughs> no doubt it will not last. <laughs> oh, God. Moving along. Jafis and Craig writes in, Gone, how the heck are you going to forget your hunter's license the same day you got it? <laughs> I don't know, the same way some people forget to put a condom on. <laughs> that's, that's, uh, okay, moving on. In the heat of the moment. In the heat yeah, of the moment. I, I don't think anybody ever really forgets to do that. <laughs> they it just feels better. They just pretend they forgot. Exactly. <laughs> because it's a better explanation. Or is it maybe not? Well, that's up to debate. Jefferson Craig writes in another Hunter Hunter, which was also good enough to read. Weird how upfront they are about selling the Hunter license. Yeah, you can sell it or whatever. You'll make bank. Thanks, <laughs> bank. The X is silent. Would you? Would you sell it? No. Hell no. <laughs> dude, I could get. Dude, that is a car blanche to do whatever I want to in the world. If somebody says the wrong thing to me, man, I can take a beer ball and bust it across their head and keep on going. And you're provided for the rest of your life. So it's just like, why the hell would I want to get rid of a license that pretty much gives me everything for free? Dude, that is like a meal ticket plus, 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 dude. Exactly. And they say you could sell it for seven lifetimes worth of money, but, I mean, that kind of depends probably. <laughs> Still, it seems much more worth it to keep, don't you think? <laughs> I mean, after depends. all you went through to get it. It really, it really depends if we're like in inflation or recession. 
see how it is. Dude, this is all I'm going to do, man. I'm going to just hook up with But you don't even rich. have to own a house. You can just stay in places for free. That's true. So, people are just going to give me a home, a car. Hey, I need access to your bank account, man. <laughs> hey, they probably would build whoever a house, too. Yeah. Yeah. So I can probably get what I want. Oh yeah, you can so get a loan from the bank to get a house. No problem. I'm not paying that loan back, also. <laughs> <laughs> it's like college debt wipe. <laughs> ah, another Dude. one from Rob Barracuda. This about the Gucci Mane music video, which certainly caught some ire. This video is like the ghetto version of the Kablam intro. No, I always thought Kablam was ghetto itself. <laughs> <laughs> and Jameson Craig also writes in about the music video. Awkward depictions of childbirth and booty shaking. See, this is why we don't give crayons to rappers. <laughs> okay. That thing looked like it was done in Mario Paint. But Titmouse <sighs> made it. Titmouse animated that music video. Boy, Titmouse, the things you do for money. <laughs> I feel like I have to see this video now. It's, it's, yes, you do. It's all my chill. All my chill. It's not, it's not good. <laughs> and in response to this, DeMarco had another poll about music videos in which one of the options was, I just hate Gucci Mane. <laughs> and the <laughs> other one was, I just hate you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, still like you know. 80 percent people voted music videos oh but here here's something here's something that you guys i don't think you saw this on twitter but and there are some nerdcore rappers that listen to this show i asked him about i said to him okay so if you're gonna take because he was talking about anime rappers and i said okay speaking of that what if a nerdcore rapper sent you an animated video would you consider that and he said yes Hmm. Oh, yeah. So, guess what? There's your green light, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Send your videos. Send your videos. Get them animated, but... And don't okay, do a bad All I'm going to say is, Gucci Mane is from Bessemer, Alabama, man. If he can get on freaking Toonami, y'all can too. He's from Bessemer. I would... Well, they say hey. Bessemer. I say Bessemer because like I, know how to pronounce, I know how to pronounce my R's. They don't. <laughs> It's a it's a it's a bestimer thing, man. You know, he's a bestimer. And one but, last yeah. talk back for the road. This from Derek Sikonik, who was feeling very validated recently with the schedule changing. Midnight is back, and Toonami will start growing again. Woo! Hashtag back on track. Apparently, a lot of people have been saying that Toonami is like getting shafted, and I don't understand why. They think Are you that. reading Facebook comics again? <laughs> no, 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 no. Like it, uh, that was some some of Demarco. I think that was Demarco's tweet. Some of those were like he's like people think that Toonami got shafted or other stuff. I've I've been seeing some tweets too about it too, and it's like why are you people complaining? Like you're not losing anything. You're just getting moved back a half an hour because Adult Swim got moved back an hour. Well, they're complaining because it's change. Oh, they no. just got used to 1130. <laughs> no, you know what it is? You know what it is, Sketch? There's these people out there that are like, well, I got to be in bed early, so well, I can't do it. Shut up. It's Saturday night. You should be up watching Toonami. 
<laughs> hey, look here, man. Someone's got to get up and go to church in the morning, you heathen. Yeah, me too. Yeah, and you know what it's called, Jarrell? It's called DVR. But DVR Some doesn't count in ratings as well. Yeah. Still, at least you're watching Toonami, and that's what counts. It also doesn't help you if you want to live tweet. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Well, you know, what Colt loves to do is he will watch everything and tweet the next day. <laughs> yeah, you know, whatever like, works. Hey, go ahead, Data Monkey. We love you anyway. Monkey and a banana. Data Monkey want a banana? Drill. Put the bananas away. <laughs> well, we have quite a bit of news to get to, so let's get to it. Yes. From Facebook, Twitter, and the official Toonami Tumblr, this is Toonami News, powered by ToonamiFaithful.com. The Let's first thing it. on the docket is, if you didn't know, Toonami has moved back to Midnight. The uh, current lineup, well, it's kind of fluctuating. So, for sure, at Midnight, Dragon Ball Z Kai. At 12.30, One Punch Man for one more week at the point of this recording. Uh, it will be Come JoJo's Bizarre Adventure the week after, which would be October 15th. And after that, Gundam Iron-Blooded Orphans at 1 a.m., Hunter x Hunter at 1.30, Naruto Shippuden at 2 a.m., One Piece at 2.30. As of this recording, the Parasite Marathon has not yet aired, but it will be airing. <laughs> so 3 a.m. will be a Parasite Marathon, but then on October 8th, they are going to... Encore, the final episode of One Punch Man at 3 a.m. Which I think is a great idea, mind you. It's certainly the easiest thing to do. And and, and here's the here's a weird thing, Sketch. What happens if that does really well? Do they try that with JoJo, like, every week? Like, play it at 12.30 and then recap it at 3? I don't know. Rerun it at 3? Maybe. I mean, that's not a bad idea. I mean, if it does, if it does well. I mean, I don't remember how well it did, but... When they did reruns of shows, at least when it was Adult no. Swim action, no. no, it did bad. Oh, really? Really? Yeah. Well, oh. think think of it this way: if you only have one chance to see that episode, you're going to be more inclined to make sure that you see it. If you have two chances, you're going to split the audience. I don't think that's a good idea. That's true. We don't split hairs around here. All right, so let's get to that news dump today. <laughs> and I Thursday. already started. <laughs> I know. Let's so get the first part of news is when One Punch Man ends on October 8th at its current 12.30 time slot, they will encore that episode at 3 a.m. And in the following week, we're pretty sure it'll just be One Punch Man rerunning at 3 a.m., but that has not yet been confirmed. No. So we don't know. But there is more Toonami news. As to just this day, they announced that they will be having an October 29th marathon of Gundam Iron-Blooded Orphans. All seven slots of the night. 
so you too can experience the horrors of war around Halloween. Get it? Yeah, I know it was bad. Yeah, it was really bad. <laughs> it was really bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> Why the didn't they do a One Piece Thriller Bark Marathon? That's so much more thematically sound. Durrell, get the Tsunami Faithful battle. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah so that's that's what they're gonna do on october 29th that is a couple of days before the actual halloween which you might poo poo because it's not actually halloween but if you think about it young adults the saturday before halloween probably out doing things yep yep i know i will y'all will not see me because working adults, they can't do things on Halloween night if it is on a weekday. <laughs> nope. That's kind of how that works. Yep. Everybody already know where I'm going to be on October 29th. <laughs> I will be at the Old Grey Lady watching my alma mater play. And because of this, it means that various shows will either last until the end of the year or not end before the end of the year. Now that means Gundam Iron-Blooded Orphans, assuming that they do a Thanksgiving marathon, and you kind of have to figure they will. And a Christmas. Yeah, but that'll be before. So yeah. the Thanksgiving one should be enough to make sure that Gundam Iron-Blooded Orphans Season 1 will wrap up right before they inevitably preempt for Christmas Eve. There you go. That takes care of that. Whereas Dragon Ball Z Kai, the 98th episode of that, will in fact not air until January if they preempt on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Well, buys them a little bit of time, I guess. <laughs> Way to go. I just want to say that the, the Boo Saga is done. It's completely done and ready to go. So they say. But Funimation hasn't said a peep. They haven't said it yet, but I'll tell you right now, it's done. It's just a matter of, uh, I bet they're just waiting to finish it, and it's going to go into the Kai arc. Yeah, honestly, I don't think they're going to make a big deal about it. At least Toonami won't. Because as far as they're concerned, it's more DBZ. They're just continuing DBZ. In fact, yeah. would they? it's more important that they would give us a heads up if DBZ was not continuing than if it was. Yeah. But all us on the internet are like, what about Boo? <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I, I'm prepared for another site-destroying uh, Dragon Ball Z post. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, that's going to probably fry all the website stuff. <laughs> When's New York Comic Con next week? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Batting down the hatches, boys. I, actually, I, I, for those of you, because this isn't going to be coming out probably for another week at least, I will say, fingers crossed, that we have a lot of Viz interviews. And I'm, mm. and that is a very big surprise, considering that Funimation usually has a lot of stuff. So, I don't know. I don't know anything yet about Dragon Ball Z. I know that they're doing a Funimation panel. I know that we will be there. I don't know if I'm expecting anything big because no voice actors are there. And you might expect something like that being announced with some Dragon Ball Z voice, voice actors being there. So hmm. I don't know. I, I don't know. If it was going to be announced, though, it would be announced there. 
So we'll see. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, the thing that kind of bums me out about this October 29th marathon is JoJo will only have aired two episodes before it's off a week. That's not ideal. But I'm sure it will bounce back. Of course. And those of you wondering if uh, JoJo will make use of the licensed music, such as Yes's Roundabout, yes, yes they will. As it was apparently shown in the promo, that was the music that they played during the promo. Now, you know how this goes. You gotta give a little every time a show airs on Toonami. So however they handle the openings and endings is whatever it is. I imagine, as usual, the first week they will try to keep both the full opening and the full ending. Or at least the full opening. Some people would prefer that they keep the full ending because it's the licensed music. But at least we know that they can use it. That was up to question. Because music rights can be a tricky thing. And that JoJo promo was so good. They even reference uh, Zawardo in the title card. I love that. <laughs> if you don't know what Zawardo you is, okay. you'll know eventually. <laughs> this is better than JoJo, folks. They don't know Sketch, but we <laughs> I know, I know. But it's a nice little nod for I people s- who do know. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Dude, I swear, man, watching JoJo, man, puts, it puts chest hair on you, man. Whether you're male or female. Chest hair on you. <laughs> And some on your saddle horn. Oh, God. And based on the footage in the promo, the voices heard, and all of that, seems to be the same dub that was released on home video by Warner Brothers. So, that answers that question. Because some people were thinking that they might actually redub it, and it doesn't seem like they are. Yeah. And I am okay with that, because I enjoy that dub. (laughs) And if uh, all y'all don't like... The occasional British accents in your anime? <laughs> Get over it. <laughs> it's fun. I mean, I thought, you know, they did say Vegeta and Big Green. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I think it's time for our topic. Yep. Or should we say more of a recap? <laughs> That's more of a recap. Well, I, for one, am excited, so let's give this a proper intro as we do with all of our recaps let's get into our hunter hunter topical recap right now a long time ago now uh so hunter hunter starts off with a little boy who just asking the question where's my daddy and he decides to go fishing because as long as he can catch a giant fish his uh aunt will let him go take the hunter exam which lets you do many things you get this card and then you're able to travel the world, you get uh, basically the best credit, you can take out any loan you want or as I said earlier, you could also sell and just live for seven lifetimes, which is kind of questionable, would you rather sell it or exploring, so I guess if you're an adventurous type you want to go out and explore the world anyways, on his journey he meets two friends, he meets Leorio well three, first he meets Leorio and Kurapika, who also have uh, the same intentions of becoming hunters Leorio wants to become a doctor he actually had the intentions of just selling the card so he can get money because he sees it as a way of money makes the world go round. The more money you have, the more you can accomplish. And he's trying to fund himself to go to college so he can become a doctor. Whereas Kurapika has very different intentions, which I'm pretty sure hasn't been revealed yet, so I'm not going to talk about that. Um, 
They also on a uh, on the journey to the exam, they meet up with Killua, who is another kid, similar, same age as Gon. I believe he was two years older than him, or the other way around. And they go through this vigorous test, which is probably one of the most insanest tests that probably would not be legal in where we where we live because there's people that die. Anyway, so after going through a test, going through many vigorous um, walkthroughs or whatever you want to call it, they end up getting to the finale. And the way the finale was set is everybody would pass but one. And that person who basically fails is the person who doesn't pass. Meaning, of the nine people who were left in the exam, eight would pass. However, that one person that ended up not passing ended up becoming Killua because he got kind of uh, enraged and ended up killing one of the contestants. So technically, I guess seven passed. Um, Killua got, uh, got kicked out. And Bodro obviously died. The reason why is because he has a brother who's kind of a dick. And his brother kind of uh, triggered him. Let's just say that he triggered him. Because I don't want to get to talk about the future of the series. I don't want to get there just quite yet. But he triggered him. In the process of that though, uh, Gon, who is sort of the main character. He was passed out the entire time during it. Because he had his own fight with, uh, gosh, I forgot the guy's name. And when he wakes up. The exam was over, and that's when he found out that it was Illumi who actually uh, is the person that triggered Killua. And now the story is taking us to the next arc, where we're going to get Killua back because they're friends. How's that? That that explained it. <laughs> <laughs> that's the power of friendship, right there. That that definitely is a good recap. I have to say, so far, I'm, I'm gonna have to look. I have to think about this for a minute for my favorite episode so far. Um, you know, I, I, my favorite episode is the one where, uh, Gone gets, uh, oh, what is his name? He gets his badge. I can't think of his name off the top of my head because there's so many characters in this goddamn series. Um, you my Isoka? Yes, Isoka. And then like, you know, so he has a badge, he, he, he runs away. And then that other guy is in the shadows, and he's just like, he shoots him with a tranquilizer. He's like, well, you know what? Thanks for your badges, but screw you. And then Ahsoka's like, no, 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 no. You're, you're not doing that to him. You're not doing that to my precious little gong. <laughs> and just, like, kills him right there. And I think he killed him. I, I, I yeah, he killed him. He killed and him. He, he gives him to gone, and gone's like, you know, he's like, I don't want this. I didn't, I, I lost them. I lost them to this guy you just killed. You're taking these back. And he throws them at him. And Ahsoka just hits him and he's like, no, take the badges. Don't make me tell you again. <laughs> I That was my favorite episode because it kind of showed how gone was going to be as we got to that, as we got to episode 21. Because even when he was, he was in the final battle there, uh, that little tournament that they had, he wasn't. He doesn't like to win, do the easy way out, kind of thing. And I appreciate that about a character because, well, he doesn't take the way the easy way out. He would rather sit there and bust his ass and win that way than and just like be like, oh, I give up, or you know, oh, you win, kind of thing. So I found that. Like, I found that pretty interesting. And I found that how, like, he's that was kind of the first time that we actually saw uh, him start to grow 
and I thought that was some really good character development in the series so far. So I don't know about you, Darrell. I don't know. What, what do you think? What's your favorite like episode so far? Ah, uh, let's see. I'm trying to think, man, because it's it's been some pretty good ones. I guess the cooking portion of it, man, when old girl just kind of like just lost it with everybody, man. Like she was just Minji, that's her name. She was just like being overly, overly just spastic, man, about like people cooking is like big dude. He just didn't care. He was just <laughs> he just wanted to eat, man. I'm like that, man. Look here, as a black man, I'm not gonna turn down good barbecue. And I ain't gonna lie, man, the way they was cooking them pigs up, man, I probably would have ate all of them myself too. You know, I'm a rather bad large dude, but Minji just took it to a whole nother level, but I would say Hanzo definitely gets on my nerves because he talks too much. But the cooking portion of the Honda exam was probably my favorite part because she went ballistic. That was they had to calm they had to calm they had to calm her down. They really had to calm her down because I was like, chick, it ain't that deep. <laughs> and you you know, men, we all have that same problem with women. We ask them where they want to go to eat. We suggest a place. I don't care. It's gonna be whatever you spend. Yeah, no, I don't think I want to go there. Mm, okay, so where do you really want to go? I don't care. I just want to eat. That that was you know that I'm was talking? kind of funny. That was definitely yeah, that. You know that that's that was equivalent to that episode. Like, man, never take this chick out on a date nowhere. And that's what you <laughs> want to You pick the place. I don't care where we going. I just want to eat. You pick the place. Don't By the give way, me no run arounds. <laughs> nothing. By the way, you pick the food, <laughs> and then just let's let's just move on because I don't want to hear you bitch. <laughs> no, I ain't gonna say that part, man, because you know she was wearing heels, man. And I don't feel like catching a spike today, man. <laughs> like seriously, you I want to at least be able to enjoy my booze first, man, before I take that first stiletto to the um, neck first, man. <laughs> Sketch, what's what's your favorite episode so far up through twenty one? That's it's hard to say. I rather like the one when Kilowa and Gon had a practice match with the uh, chairman. Yeah, I like that one too. I thought that I, was I a really good it, episode. I, I like that one more for how we got to see what Kilowa could do because up to that point, we really didn't see too much from him. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like he's just like, wait, what the hell just happened? <laughs> like, okay. I think I got to go with that one. Yeah. It's it, it's tough because there's a lot of equally good moments so far, but I got to be completely honest. This is probably the weakest part of the show. So there's definitely good moments, but if I were to pick out a favorite episode so far, I feel kind of limited in options. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure Rhyme Style would agree. um hmm. the the other one that i really liked i'm trying to think speaking of kilowa i liked when they were in the tower there and they were doing they were going through those prisoners and kilowa just like takes that guy's heart out and just like walks away (laughs) that that was exactly what got me into the show because originally i found out about the series back in 2013 when i got j stars which is a game that we're not gonna talk about because yikes um, when I looked it up and I just remember seeing a fight just went by two seconds and then he had his heart in his hand and I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm gonna check this out 
with that said, I gotta say that's definitely probably amongst my favorites. But not just because of the fight itself, but also because you learn a little bit about Kurapika as well. Because later, Kurapika will become your favorite character for like a whole arc. Because mm. you know why. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm sure Sketch does. Yeah, the episode when Killua rips out the guy's heart. Like all the stuff surrounding that that fight was really good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and after Leorio totally botched it on the previous match. <laughs> I, I do have to... I also like the part where they... At the end of where they, you know, they're about to like, the time's about to be up, and they come through, and you come to find out that they took the the one entrance where all of them uh, could yeah, it's very win, clever. and then they broke down the wall inside of it and went to the other tunnel, which I thought was hilarious. I was like, that is that is awesome. Like, yeah, I, I mean, I up through now, I mean, there's been a lot of good things, and I'm and I'm kind of, I think I want to say people have been attracted to this series um that'd be what do you think sketch i mean i, I don't know have, have we gotten a, a lot more people watching this series or do you think i think it's developed enough of a following it's it trends every single weekend on twitter yeah it does to this day it still trends like to this day yeah and usually usually it does i mean this last week it did nine over nine hundred thousand viewers so that was you know that was good in the total ratings thing. I'm kind of, and this is this is something I can talk to you about, Rhyme Style, is one of the theories that we have, or at least I have, is that if DBZ doesn't continue with Boo, they may take this and start the block with this. What would you think about that? That would be interesting. But unfortunately, that's not going to happen because I know Boo's coming out uh, <laughs> next. And my other theory that I have that I'm hoping is not actually the case is when Boo ends, it's going to go into Dragon Ball Super, which I really hope that doesn't happen because that's a whole other year away. Yeah. Well, by the time Boo ends, if they don't have Super by then, if nobody has Super by then, I'll be pretty surprised. Well, the ironic part, Xenoverse comes out uh, on October 25th of next month, and I'm pretty sure the first DLC pack is going to be based around Dragon Ball Super. So not only are we going to get the voices for some of the characters in English in the game first, we might also get the actual story mode aspect of it as well through DLC before the anime gets it, hmm. which happened before. When Battle of Z came out a couple of years ago, they uh, revealed Beerus and Whis in that game first before they did in the anime in English. You know, I know we're talking about Hunter Hunter. Do you, do you have any ideas of why? It sounds like you have a little bit more of an inside track than we do. Do you have any ideas of why it's taking so long for Super to come over? Oh, I, I know 100% why. It's because Toei is a company that exists in 1956 still. And <laughs> I know, I'm, I'm dead serious. They don't they don't believe in simulcast. They they rather take Dragon Ball Z and Dragon Ball Super, which is a uh, a big series for it, for their company, and throw it on TV as opposed to throw it on the internet. And they rather spend a lot of time fighting the internet and work out a TV deal as opposed to just toss it on the internet and then do TV with it. Because, like, Put it this way. If you have it on Toonami, people are still going to watch it every single week. But oh. if you have it as a simulcast with like Funimation or even Crunchyroll, people will watch that too. And if you have that, that's going to cut down on piracy. But instead, what they're doing is, is they want to focus on you know, their Japanese market, which is understandable because that's their primary market, and then figure out you know, Western audiences afterwards. Because I do know that the dub actually, I believe in the Portuguese dub has come out, and I think the Spanish dub is coming out soon, but I might be wrong. The Taiwanese dump 
Dub, dump, dump, <laughs> dub. I know that came out a month. You mean some ago. tissue, Paul? Yes. Um, <laughs> Don't you mean out- the Mandarin Chinese one? Yeah, Mandarin. Was it Mandarin? Yes. Okay. Well, that came out. So we have that with uh, Toonami in Taiwan. So we have that. But the thing that we're waiting to see, and that's that's the one thing, Rhymesdale, that, that that's kind of interesting is Toonami Asia was supposed to put out the first English dub of this series uh, a month or two ago. But haven't yet, yeah. Yeah, and that's... You know, and and I've been hearing like we there was an article at uh, Anime News Network. I love how I mean we have you here. We might as well talk about other things besides Hunter Hunter. But um, you know, it, it's kind of interesting to see that they don't have this dub done, but it's being done through Animax. And from what I've heard, they don't really look over Animax's shoulder. They just you know pretty much let them do their thing, and then it gets out. But usually Animax actually takes Funimation's dub and puts it on stuff. Right. So it's like, okay, so Animax takes Funimation stuff. So are you telling me that they gave it to Animax and Animax is having Funimation do it? Because it's, it's kind of I, – I don't want to make that parallel. Honestly, but it's like what, what my theory is is I think they just assumed it would be dubbed by then and then just kind of announced it. And then now it's like they're supposed to air it, but it's not ready yet. Now, I will point this out. I don't know if you guys know about this, but a couple of weeks ago, um, Douglas, who voices the uh, who yes. voices Beerus, yep. he posted, uh, and he wasn't allowed to do this. He immediately pulled this, and there was like a giant shitstorm over there for it. He posted a picture of them uh, recording episode one of Super. So it's off the record. It's being done, but it's just a matter of when Toei says, oh, yeah, go ahead. You can do it now. But honestly, knowing uh, Toei and how they did with uh, Japan, they aired Super the second Kai ended. Uh, and I feel like they're going to do the same thing here just because. Yeah, I think so, too. I hope not, though, because it's going to take so long. Because, like, the yeah. Boo arc is, like, what, uh, I want to say 70-something episodes, something like that? I think it was 67. Uh, 67. That, that's a lot of weeks. Yeah. So well, I'm hoping what happens is is maybe when uh, – we'll, we'll probably find out at Comic-Con. Maybe when they start airing Kai, they'll do like a simulcast with Super or something to go along with it. Or maybe they might even do both shows at once, which that's kind of a stretch. But either way, uh, Toei needs to come join us in 2016. I mean, I'm – well, first of all, we did see the Instagram picture. We were the ones that actually went, uh, hello, what's this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that happened about a month or two ago. Um, and he, here's another thing that, that makes me laugh too. If they are in the re, they are in the middle of recording – Super. Jason Douglas is actually is actually on Agents of Shield now. Uh-huh. So it's kinda like, okay, hopefully they're getting him in to record stuff because he's gonna be busy on that too now, it looks yeah. like. So I don't know, did you know that sketch that he was on there? I had no idea. No nope. sketch. You didn't know that? Yeah. Mm-mm. Um I think it's him. I'm I'm a hundred. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, you know it it is because he's put it on his Twitter, I believe. But um, I don't yeah, doubt I, it. I just didn't know because I don't keep up with that show anymore. Well, I, I'm trying to keep up on it because well, Ghost Rider is one of my favorite is one of my favorite ca- Marvel characters. Yeah, so. it's the new Ghost Rider too. Yeah, which I, I found interesting, and we're not going to get into that because this is the Tsunami Faithful podcast. But um, yep. Confirmed. I just looked it up. He is definitely in Agents of Shield. 
So okay, good. Good so for I, him. I not... Good for him. Yeah, good for him. Sketch actually did an interview with him uh, for it was uh, it was the God. first one, Battle of Gods. Yeah, and you know it, it. He's a really nice guy. Yeah, swell guy. Great interview. But uh, let's get back to Hunter Hunter. Rhyme style. What what would you say to people that are kind of still on the fence about watching this show every week? or even giving this show a chance in the first place. This is the biggest criticism that the series has ever gotten. And that's just because anytime you jump at their show, it's like, oh, it's that many episodes long? I might watch it one day. Just just keep watching. Uh, unfortunately for Hunter x Hunter, it's got a really slow start. I mean, very slow start. But if you stick around for a journey, no pun intended, it, it'll become your favorite series. It'll become at I'm least in your top leaving. five. At least in your top five. Because... The thing about the series is, is it's unpredictable from start to finish. And every single arc or every single time you were watching the show, it's not about the same thing. Like with Dragon Ball, for example, Dragon Ball's always been about Goku. Dragon Ball Z then kind of expanded into the Z fighters. Going to other anime like, you know, Full Metal Alchemist, for example, is about Edward and his brother Al. But Hunter Hunter, what makes this series so special is it switches up so often. Like, Gon is not just the main character. You got Kurapika. You got Killua, and then it'll go into more stuff, and then like you you literally watch the 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 characters grow, and it's like you live with them throughout the series, and that's what makes the show so special. So by the time you're oh watching the last God. episode, actual character development, yeah, exactly. actual character development, you'll you'll laugh, you'll cry, you'll just you'll, you'll be happy, you'll be sad. Like this show just it, it does something special when you watch it, and. It might have a very slow start, like I said in the beginning. That's always been the biggest criticism. But if you stick around for it and keep watching it, it'll definitely be in your top five. I agree. It's in my top five. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely – that series is definitely growing on me. I've, I've really enjoyed it. The one thing that I compare this to is uh, One Piece. And the problem with that I have with One Piece is it's so far in now that I, that I, I feel like going back and trying to – like scramble and get up to the point of where it is that tsunami is too much work at this point especially when if I you have... think that's too much work try to get caught up to japan oh <laughs> yeah. no not gonna yeah, do that dude yeah, that's I, like i'm, a I'm strictly manga i'm strictly manga for that <laughs> that's understandable yeah, this is the reason why Darrell will never ever make it to the one piece podcast <laughs> <laughs> unless i pay it's a moving target <laughs> but seriously though you actually get a lot of character development in Hunter Hunter, which is oh, what yeah. I like. Mm-hmm. You know? Definitely, and and I'm, I'm and it's it's not the same cliche stuff that goes on, man. No, the characters are complex; they have layers to them. Yeah, and and I and I really like how like this family is coming together of Gon and his friends because, especially in that one scene where, uh, and I can't think of his sketch. Maybe you remember the the, the bald guy that's a ninja. Hanzo. 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 Whatever. Whatever. Hey, you put some respect on his name. Isn't Hanzo named after, like, a general or something? No. Like, Hanzo Hattori was, like, one of the um, top samurai in, um, uh, during, um, you know, the Zen, the Zen Goku era, man. Um, I forgot. Uh, a ninja like, was named was after a samurai. <laughs> Well, anyways, when he's sitting there, like, beating the ever-loving crap out of Gon, all of a sudden, his friends are like, do it one more time, I'm going to kill you. (laughs) And Karapika was about to, like, just, like, she got those red eyes, he got those red eyes, and he was about to, like, (laughs) yeah. 
you know, you know what I like about Hunter Hunter is that it also has a lot of um, Easter eggs for Yu Yu Hakusho. Like, uh, I'm, I don't know if you guys watch Yu Yu Hakusho before. I'm sure you have. Oh, oh yeah. Kazumato, Kazumato and, and Hanzo are like the same character. Yeah. And also at certain po- parts, like there's an episode in the future. I'm not gonna talk about the actual details, but there's you can see uh, Kurapika holding a uh, phone, one of those little charms, and it's Pooh. Yeah. Because it's the same. It's the same. Uh, it's the same writer. Um. Togashi. Yeah. <laughs> oh yes, we know Yu Yu Hakusho, the most requested old show to come back that the people want back on Tsunami. So. Oh please, I I'm all for that. Well, Funimation put it up there, put it up on. I want to say it was YouTube, maybe. No, it was on there. It was on their, it was on their site. You can watch yeah. the entire series for free, and that was actually very interesting because it's like, why? Yeah. Why? I got to try and see if there's the hype for it, because. Uh, you know that what would be really the dream is if they do for Yu Yu Hakusho what they did for Hunter Hunter, where they just remake it completely with Madhouse no. and animation. Mm-hmm. That would be the dream. Mm-hmm. No, you just don't touch Yu Yu. I don't know, man. I think Yu Yu Hakusho was done really well the first time. It was. It definitely exactly. was. Exactly, it was done right the it's, first time. You just it, don't mess with that, man. Yeah, when when people say uh, English dub sucks, you ha- you just let them watch Yu Yu Hakusho like that. That was the first like English dub that I ever watched in my life, and that actually got me into anime. First of all, uh, and I remember watching that. That's when I was like, you know what? I can watch this in English. This is good. Again, Yu Yu. The reason why I like that dude so much, he did not discriminate against anybody. No, he just <laughs> beat everybody ass. That, that's that's just how it goes. <laughs> And that's how I try to live my life, man. I don't oh, care. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> we just you know, I don't pull the punches. We just won't talk about that last arc, though. Fun <laughs> yeah, fact. Here's a, here's, a, here's a fun fact, actually. The original final arc was supposed to be uh, a all-out war arc between a human and demon world. But what ended up happening is, is Togashi was so burnt out of... Um, well, first of all, he got told not to do that. He, he actually ended up doing the, the Three Kings arc instead. But during the Three Kings arc, he got so burnt out that the reason why it ended so badly is because he, like, legit just said, I don't want to do this anymore. So he just, like, ended it. But originally, it was supposed to be a war. Basically, what Sensui and, uh, what's his face, um, from the Dark Tournament arc, uh, I forgot his name, what, what they started, we were trying to open the gate. Now, can you imagine how that would have ended? Bloody. Like, the battle saved Badly. Yeah. I don't know. Well, now I wish that that happened, because that sounds really cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now they can do an OVA for that. <laughs> I'm, I'm perfectly okay with that. <laughs> That's an interesting that idea. Was, but we also need Tagashi to get up and keep, you know, writing more manga for Hunter Hunter. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, it hurts me. <laughs> At this point maybe he should just be like, "All right, so Madhouse, this is what I wanted to do. Go at it." <laughs> I just don't get why he doesn't get an assistant like because he came back in April and I got so excited because that was actually when uh, they started airing Hunter x Hunter on Toonami. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, it's officially back. You know, you got the manga going, the anime is getting dubbed. And then it lasted like literally like four weeks. Then that's it. Yeah, it was beat and breaks. It's disappointing. And, you know, it still sells really well. Like the one volume that came out after he came back sold really well. I'm always just like, look, just get better. It's fine. You know, we'll do our thing. But don't come back and then leave. If you want to take a hiatus and like an actual hiatus, then prepare for it, get an assistant or something, but don't keep coming back and forth because that's what that's what hurts us de- deeply because it's like coming back after what I believe it was like a year and a half hiatus was like the most exciting thing ever and then it just lasted three weeks and then it was like, oh, okay. Quit playing nice. games with our hearts, Tugashi. <laughs> I will so, come to Japan and find you. 
So I think we've talked enough about Hunter Hunter, but before we get to our house cleaning, so to speak, Ryan, so what you've watched, it sounds like you've watched Toonami back in the day too. Um, but obviously we're talking about Adult Swim Toonami. Let me ask you this. If you could have one show come back, what would it be? <laughs> and, and any shows like that have, that have recently come out, oh, come in the last year or two, what one of those shows would you like to see on Toonami? I actually, uh, and this is actually funny because this was just announced as a Blu-ray release in December. I would want to see Outlaw Star come back because I feel like Outlaw Star is that one show that if you grew up watching it, you loved it. But a lot of people sleep on it because if you compare it to Cabo Bebop or something else, you like Cabo Bebop better. That's because a lot of people will sleep on Outlaw Star. So let me let, let me let's let's tell you a little funny story. <laughs> Go ahead. So so Jason DeMarco was asked this question. It was probably a year or two ago. Okay. Um, I think it was one of us that asked it. I think, and we had we had asked like, so what what about Outlaw Star? Would you put that back on? If he's like, absolutely, but the rights aren't there, so we can't get it. So. And, and I think the Blu-ray release you're talking about is the one that's happening in the UK. Yes, yes. Yeah, Funimation still hasn't moved on this. Right. They've had the the rights for like three years, I believe. Yeah. So it's like, um, okay, anytime now, anytime. I'm hoping with them bringing it out in the UK that this triggers them into doing it too. Yeah. I just want to buy. It. See, what triggers me the most is a couple of months ago there was like a local anime store uh, where I live. Where I found like the original collector edition of Outlaw Star, which is like hundreds of dollars on like on eBay and stuff, and it was just sitting for forty bucks. And I remember I picked it up. I was like, Nah, I'll probably pass on this. Went home. I looked it up and I realized, oh shit, that was actually rare. I should go back and get it. And I came back and it was gone. And that's gonna always haunt me forever. Oh, and I, then, have, uh, I have two. Of them. I have two yeah. of them. I I found them at. I want to see. I want to see. Yeah, it was Momocon. And, and I was like, no, 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 no. I'm buying both of these. <laughs> I'm like, one I'm going to keep, the other one I will sell. Because I'm like, no, no. There's there's no way that anybody gonna, anybody's going to get the bet, this this edition of it. And I know one day somebody's going to be like, oh, I want this. Here's like hundreds of dollars. And I'll be like, there you go. <laughs> that would be a nice birthday gift for the real. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it would if you would stop being mean to me. <laughs> yeah, you know you can't bribe Durrell. Yeah, I know. Either way, I'm hoping that uh, it coming out in the UK will trigger Funimation to move on. Because I feel like, honestly, they kind of just sleep on it just because they don't think that it's going to do that well. And in their defense, it might not do that well in terms of what they think they can do I don't sales. think that's what's up. I think Sunrise is just dragging their feet, getting them the materials. Probably. It's also possible. I mean, they're just finally bringing out Escaflone and Code Geass. Yeah, which was interesting. And, I own Code and you know that—that's an interesting show that should be on Toonami, but I don't think that'll ever happen. We'll have to see. Which one? Escaflone. Oh yeah, man. That I mean, was some people, going to college, dude. Some people have been saying that they want to see that on Toonami, the new dub of it. And I mean, I'm not opposed to it, but I don't. I mean, there's bigger fish to fry, so to speak, out there. So I don't. If it, if it meant between. Attack on Titan 2 and that, I'd be like, no, no, no. Attack on Titan 2. Come here. <laughs> no, no. But I digress. So any any show recently that um, you would like to see on the block like that's come out recently? Uh, overall or just English? Uh, English dub. I mean, obviously. 
Um, that's a good question. Honestly, I would not be opposed if they brought out Mob Psycho in English because it just ended, so it's the perfect time to do it. Oh, actually, no, there's one. My Hero Academia. It needs to be on Funimation. My Hero Academia. <laughs> it needs to be on Funimation. I'm surprised it's not yet because it's it already got dubbed. You mean Tsunami? Oh uh, yeah. What what I say? Funimation. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It is. On it is on Funimation. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it already got dubbed, so it should be on Tsunami. Yeah. There, there's been a lot of. What was that? I, I guess we could quote-unquote Funimation block or whatever you want to call it. Some people call it the Funimation block um, where they, you know, they've debuted all these shows that, you know, were dubbed at the same time that it came out in Japan. And it's like none of these shows have shown up on Toonami. And it's the weirdest thing. You got like Assassination assassin, assassination Classroom. Wow, I can't even speak tonight. That <laughs> came out Where can you ever speak, though? Shut That's up. The Anyways, so <laughs> that one, I mean, that is one show that people would love to see there. It hasn't shown up. Uh, Tokyo Ghoul. Caboose doesn't like that one, but whatever. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, that one, I mean, that one could would, would be possible, too. That hasn't shown up. Actually, Funimation, Justin, Justin Rojas was hinting at they would love to see that on Toonami. Still hasn't shown up on there. So, um, you know, it, it's really interesting to see these shows that potentially could have probably done well on Toonami and really well they've never shown up on the block yet so Mm -hmm. you know and and don't get me wrong I understand I mean Toonami wants to survive so they're going to get the best rated shows that they can to get those ratings but you know I also agree with people out there that we should kind of filter in some of these shows that are still they're new but they're not like it just came out new Mm -hmm. so and, you know, we, we've talked about this several times, Sketch, you know, this, you know. Well, let me put it to you this way. Uh, Gundam is going to end pretty much right before the end of the year, and they'll have a slot to fill in January. We'll you know see. what would be interesting to also bring in to Toonami? I don't know if they, they ever showed us. I'm pretty sure they haven't. It would be Death Note. Because Death Note is a classic, and I feel like everyone has watched it at this point, but there's still people who haven't seen it. But I feel yeah. like even if they show it on Toonami, it would do really, really well. Death Note was, and correct me if I'm wrong, Sketch, but that was Adult Swim action, right? Yeah. Okay. So that did play on Adult Swim. Okay. It hasn't played on Toonami, but, you know, I mean, I, I don't know exactly. A little light on action for Toonami. Yeah, I don't know. That one's kind of a eh, one, maybe. But, yes, I, I get where you're going with this. I mean, they did pay, play Parasite after all, so. Right. Right. That does that does set up. For and as some far things. as old shows doing well goes, Champloo did pretty well on that replay. Yeah. Yeah, it did. Honestly, because those were the darker days of Adult Swim action, Death Note didn't do mm, super great. I mean, certainly not to these standards. To those mm-hmm. standards, it was probably about average. But it could potentially do better now than it did on Adult Swim back then. <laughs> So that's something to think about. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, let's do some house cleaning. Get on out of here. Ah, uh, let's see. So you can email us as usual at podcast at tsunamifaithful.com. Uh, if you have any talk back, if you have things you want to share about your experience when you were watching Toonami during the Maltar era, as we, as we say, um, please do share that with us. Again, the email is podcast at tsunamifaithful.com. Uh, you can rate, re- rate and review the podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. We are also now available on the TuneIn Radio 
app as well as the Google Play Store. I have to look the Google Play one up just to make sure, but I'm 99% sure it's there because, well, Google said it was. So, um, but who, whoever trusts Google, what, what, you know, I got to check that out. But yeah, so you can listen to us on two other pro uh, places too as well. I, I think a lot of people use the TuneIn app for radio um, to listen to like NFL games too. So if you listen to those there and you're waiting for a game or something, Hey, you can listen to the podcast on there now. So, and I have checked and it does update regularly. So there you go. Um, and as usual, you can listen to us on SoundCloud as well. Uh, remember you can download the podcast there. You can also like us and follow us there. Please make sure that you guys follow us there. We're almost up to 500 followers. I'd like to get that there by the end of the year. Please help us do that. It's because you guys that we do this. So the more followers we have, you know, the more that we can do. And do us a favor too. When you share the podcast, because if you can't donate or do anything like that, sharing the podcast is just as well. It helps us get more, you know, views and or listens and whatnot. So share it from there. Take the link, share it on your Facebook, share it on your Twitter, you know, that helps. That little bit helps. So please do do that. And the address there is soundcloud.com slash podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Tsunami Podcast. You can like us on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash podcast. And as always, you can tumble with us on Tumblr. It's tsunamifaithfulofficial.tumblr.com. And if you've missed any of our episodes, you can go to podcast.tsunamifaithful.com and hear all those previous episodes. The exclusive with our uh, friend there. Kyle will be up on there soon. I haven't gotten a chance to put it up there yet, but it will be up on podcast.tsunamifaithful.com. So we'll start to put the exclusives back on there, and that way you guys can listen to them there as well. And we have what's called a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash podcast. Please do donate to us because that does help. And if you guys want to come on the podcast, we have a couple of rewards to do that or even just to pick the topic. So uh, please look into that if you can and to help us because it does help us do more stuff for you. It's uh, patreon.com slash podcast. And so before we get out of here, Rhymefest, where can they find you on Twitter and the social media? Just on Rhymestyle on Twitter and then safety with YouTube. If you if you go to YouTube, type in Rhymestyle and find a guy yelling to himself, that's me. <laughs> So if, if you guys want to find him, that's where you can find him. Uh, Darrell, where can they find you, sir? Oh, always. You can find me at ukami underscore samurai7 at twitter.com. You can also follow me at nasia rojo out of nasi at twitter.com. And if you want to ask me any question, you can do that on at ukami75 backslash s.fm. And if you want to send me any evil emails like I know you won't, you can do those at darrellmaddox at twitter.com. <laughs> Sketch, where can they find you, sir? You can find me at Sketch1984 on Twitter, sketch1984.tumblr.com. You can ask me questions on ask.fm backslash sketch1984. If you have any comments or suggestions for the podcast, please direct those to either of the emails, sketch at tunamifaithful.com or podcast at tunamifaithful.com. And Paul, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at Paul Pascrillo. You can find me on Instagram. It's Instagram.com slash Paul Pascrillo. And as always, if you want to ask me questions, it's ask.fm slash Paul Pascrillo. You can ask me tsunami questions. You can ask me whatever questions you want that are non-tsunami. I will answer 
most of them, as long as you're not a dick. And, of course, you can listen to me on Two Strangers, One Podcast. That is also available on iTunes and Stitcher. And now SoundCloud. So please do go find us and listen to me there as well. Well, that's it for this week's Tsunami Faithful Podcast. Thank you, Rhyme Style, for coming on. Thank you for having me. No problem. And we'll probably have you again. This was a sure. really good episode. So. Oh, we're going to have him again. Because right. <laughs> <laughs> Hunter Hunter's not going anywhere, baby. And maybe, and maybe if ever if you guys are lucky, I might, if I can get a copy of the new Hunter Hunter Blu-ray, maybe I'll send it to him and he can review it. Ooh, Ooh I think that would be a good idea. That'd be a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I want to review a Hunter Hunter Blu-ray. <laughs> I love you, Sketch. Anyways, thank you guys for listening to the Tsunami Faithful Podcast. But that's it for us this week. Peace. We're out. Deuces. 